Waterloo. Water. Water. I'm drowning. <laughs> no, I'm downing a Corona. Ew. Oh, you're like in the beer. <laughs> yeah, with the with the Corona, my favorite beer. Is that what you want? Is that your segue into the into the conversation? <laughs> no, yesterday I walked out of the apartment and the first thing was like a half drunk, drank, drunk, Corona. So mm-hmm. I was like, maybe that is a sign we have to jump on the uh, trail. You, you know what my my guess is? What so we were we went outside of our apartment and yeah, there was like a half drunken drunk bottle of a of like corona beer like sitting by the garbage yeah exactly but my guess is that some like some like teenager young adult bought the corona specifically to post on like i don't know tiktok or instagram or oh yeah that's a good theory yeah probably well i mean why like who who just goes out and drinks a corona beer (laughs) yeah why not i mean yeah it's could could be yeah I just said my head is Really? Full. What did you think? It, like, do you think like, somebody was just casually drinking a Corona beer? Yeah. 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 Casually. Oh, okay. No, I, no. I thought it's like, a side, like my, my brain is trying to make the weirdest connections. So I just saw it and I was like, okay, maybe somebody was unconsciously like downing or half drinking his Corona no, I and, think, and just left it there. I think maybe I've just been spending too much time on TikTok to kind of... Yeah, you, you have people. a new new thing for TikTok. I, I realized that. I do. It's it like it takes up so much, like you don't realize how much time you're putting into it and how much how many videos you're watching. But my favorite part of the day is that like at the end of the day, I'll show you all the TikToks that I yeah. like liked. <laughs> yeah, I like to be able to check out these TikToks. So during the day, you're just like doing your stuff and watching tic- TikToks once yeah, in a while. Yeah, that's what I do all day. And in the end, you you, you give me a, a compilation a of the a summary of the day, the founds. <laughs> a TLDR. Yeah, it's just like yeah, ch- check that out. Well, what's your favorite like theme or was it like viral thing? Well, what are the ones that you've noticed? I I tend to save a few like hip hop or like dance videos that I like particularly, but then also just they're just some of my funny ones. Oh yeah. The end. But what's like. I just remember <laughs> the first TikTok I remember is a dog who's kind of like do you know Uruburos? Uruburos? No, what's that? That that's the snake that bites into his tail. And that's oh, okay, like the yeah, dog yeah. Who, who has a <laughs> who has a piece of poo yeah. on one of his hair so, and trying to catch it. <laughs> so he's kind of like this Uruburos uh, snake. Yeah. Like tailgating himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to listen. So, like, it's a, it's a, it's a TikTok video of like a dog who had just pooped, and I don't know. I guess like his poop was very like fibrous or something, and there's like I don't know something that was keeping it attached to his butt still, yeah. and it hadn't like fallen off completely. The dog like knew that it was there, so it was like turning in circles trying to get it off. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> That one's yeah, your favorite then, one? Yeah. yeah this is, <laughs> 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 I didn't expect that one to be your favorite one. <laughs> yeah, I like the dance challenges. This is cool. There's a one also there's another one of like a dog. It's also in the wintertime. And the dog is like taking a poop at the top of a hill and the, the hill's like very icy. And then the poop just like falls down the hill. <laughs> Do you remember that one? No. <laughs> okay, I'll have to show it to you. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> 
but yeah also, caught for the moment uh, caught for eternity but Poor also dog. it's funny because like I, I remember I think everybody who goes onto TikTok ends up going through the same like cycles like first you hear about TikTok and you go ugh it's basically the next musically which was super annoying because it's just people doing like weird things like on and singing to lyrics but TikTok I don't know I find that people just super funny there and you like spend hours there just kind of going like man some people are so funny I think I think it's more tailored towards like younger people but I yeah I is. think it's better than snap like the 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 overall pr- principle is better than, than uh, uh, Snapchat, right? Yeah, well, it's like, uh, it's basically Vine plus Musical.ly put into one app. Yeah. Do you remember were you ever Vine? Vine, I, I, I wasn't really using that. Vine was basically just six second videos. Oh, okay. Um, it was before Instagram had the video feature. I was never really into like super short videos or oh. video apps. You're missing out. There are quite a few good ones out there. Okay, but um, yeah, the pre- like the what is like one minute maximum is more interesting to me because you can do more basic like tori- uh, storytelling, tori- uh, storytelling, 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 storytelling. I'll show you some good ones like later of some good vines that I remember. Oh, okay. like it's surprising like how much information you can put into six seconds I think that's the whole point like because you only have six seconds you have to be creative isn't it more like to, like that would be too instantaneous for me maybe we'll see <laughs> we'll see <laughs> TikTok is a good medium it's a, it's a good mix between like short videos yeah. and longer ones yeah so you can like basically people also show how they produce uh, a hanger or they they i don't know what we were like the, the guy who who uses like uh, uh grains or corns mm-hmm. to exemplify how much like uh oh, rice right yeah rice corns for exemplifying how much certain billionaires like jeff Bezos right. amassed throughout his life or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, that's cool. Yeah, I, so they're I, I like that. Yeah, that, that sticks in your brain because it's it visualizes. Yeah. yeah, like it's not just it's not just like teenagers. They're also like I don't know normal people. <laughs> they're also people. also just Out like of puberty. Like non non teenagers who are also using the app and they use it as a way to produce content. Yeah, in a way that's easily accessible. And um, yeah, there's so so there are people who focus on like education. I do follow one channel that um, or channel account. I do follow one account that talks about anatomy. So okay. he works in like in a lab and shows different. Let me think of it. Lobotomy. Not lobotomy. A preserved human like parts. So like okay. And he'll be like, okay, here's the brain, and this is the spinal cord, and these are the different parts that interact. So Interesting. like, you know how like in school you're always looking at biology textbooks and you just see like the colored versions of them. Yeah, so it's, it's like nice. these like biological models that you can like. So it's easy piece to map. Out, yeah. Like you, you can yeah, just like yeah, look at that. This is like the the yeah. intestines. But this one, this account, he shows like actual body parts. So it's cool to say like, okay. This, like you learned these parts in a textbook, but this is what it actually looks like in real life. But doesn't it like um, scare people off? Yeah. Or is it like legally allowed? I mean, that's yeah. the German in me. <laughs> really? Like, well, you have body worlds. E, true. Yeah. So uh, is it Yeah, but they had consent. I mean, here. Yeah, of course. Well, <laughs> that's the whole thing when you donate your body to science. You're, you're giving consent. Oh, okay. It's not like they're like digging graves or whatever. 
Yeah, but it was very controversial. Kopfballen is that show. Yeah, 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 it was super controversial. Oh. It is a show where people, um, yeah, just basically like your body gets kind of like you an look exhibition. like you're an exhibition where they you are on display mm-hmm. without skin or I don't well, know. Yeah, well, have you been it's to? Like, it? Have splatter. I've been to it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to one as well. Um, yeah, it's like basically a huge exhibition. Guys from Cologne, though, he's uh, yeah, he's really famous. Huh? The the guy, the founder of the of the. Oh, club okay, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so like, uh, basically, you're donating your body to science, and this, um, yeah, in in body worlds, you're be, you're able to see like the real human anatomy yeah. beyond just. Um, textbooks and whatever 3d models and mm. stuff like that um and this is really i don't know i find it really fascinating do like was it controversial because you're just using real people is that what it was yeah i don't know it's like if you're donating your body to science yeah i know but you have to be uh on Respectful. good terms with yeah and kind of like some parts like splat like there are pieces of skin and it's it's kind of like an expressionist painting or something like that. They put it in different uh, directions, and but it's cool. Really? It's interesting. Oh, okay, maybe I didn't. For at least the ones that I saw, it was pretty like tastefully done. Okay, I think that's like one of the biggest goals for Body Worlds is to more of like, um, to kind of like have a more open conversation about how anatomy works. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like of course they do show things in a very artistic way, but it's meant to kind of give people interest into how the body works. And um, I remember like when they show cro- a cross section between um, a normal person with like a normal BMI versus somebody who has obesity and what like the cross section of their body looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and also they even had like a section about um, like the growth stages of a fetus and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what? Oh, how they showed like all the different capillaries in like a hand or something like that. Those are really cool. Yeah. I don't know. I think like science stuff was always fascinating to me, which is why I follow things like channels like Doctor Mike. <laughs> yeah. Or like I'll look up all these like different medical videos. We've already had this conversation. Yeah, it's not my thing to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but um. I've had so too many like diseases to deal with, mm. <laughs> like actually, not personally, but in in the family circle. Yeah. So I'm not really interested in that. I uh, I was actually watching Doctor Mike today because he was doing a video. He has been covering um, the latest news on the coronavirus. Oh really? Yeah, and um, it's been really good because I I don't know I I've kind of have like a. Like, the way I feel about Dr. Mike's channels a bit, like, he he kind of does sort of kid sort of stuff in as this form of entertainment, Mm -hmm. but I do really appreciate his, like, professional um, take on, I don't know, it's a good way to, like, introduce medicine and make it a more conversation between doctors and, you know, the average citizen. But yeah, he's been covering the coronavirus and giving updates on what the status is, um, and stuff like that, trying to make sure that people are well-informed. And the latest video that I just watched was him kind of criticizing how the media has been covering um, the, I don't know what you call this, this, yeah, the pandemic, because I think the media has been, 
like they've been accurate in terms of like describing things, but you can tell that they're describing things in a way to kind of induce fear. Yeah. And it's to get the kind of like clickbaity titles so people will rate will read it. And yeah, he's even expressing that how he was disappointed by certain um like media outlets because for the longest time he'd always trusted them. And then all of a sudden they're kind of trying to like scare people by saying, Oh, coronavirus will make your lungs have a honeycomb kind of like texture. Mm, okay. Things like that. Yeah, but that's the, the the general principle of capitalist media. That's like mm -hmm. clickbaiting, like getting the most views. I think for certain topics, it's okay, like gossip and stuff like that. But here it's like really like in epidemics, and I think here we experience really like the the first time. Remember, we went to buy our groceries like last week. Mm. Uh, I was in line for I don't know how long, maybe like half an hour more on top of what I was uh, supposed to be waiting for. Mm. And then we checked, like, everything was, like, uh, whether it's, like, noodles, dough, pasta sauce, everything was taken. So it's it's really, like, the scary feel, like, like it induces, like you said correctly, like, it, it, it already induced fear. And it kind of became the self-fulfilling process uh, prophecy because people were consuming that, and then um, you're even like supposed to have a, a stock full of like certain goods, which is probably right. Mm -hmm. But you should have said that before, right? Before an epidemic came, they should have done, in my opinion, mm. because now now everybody was like freaking out already, and uh, that already created that fear. I mean, never had that like standing in front of like empty food shelves, right? Yeah. And yeah, oh, what's your take on uh, take on that? Yeah, like the trend that I noticed was once um. Once we discovered that there's a case in NFA, which is the state that we're living in, um, and relatively close to Aachen, where we're living, um, I think a lot of people went into this sort of panic mode that because Northern Italy was in lockdown, mm -hmm. that um, that probably the same would happen in in uh, in like in Aachen. So people started to yeah, kind of take whatever they would need in order to you know sustain themselves during if they did ha end up going into under lockdown or have to go under quarantine um but what happened was that like for example i wasn't even thinking of like stocking up on all these things but then when you told me about it and i was like hmm and then i went on tiktok and also everybody's showing how like everybody in germany <laughs> is kind of like panicking and like buying beans and buying all the rice buying all the toilet paper buying all that stuff um and i was kind of like well If like if something does happen, we do also need to have our own resources. So it's just like, well, if everybody else is doing that, maybe we should also look into it. Yeah, and exactly. I think it had a sort of like chain effect or yeah, chain reaction. Yeah, like the the self fulfilling prophecy that I that I meant. Hmm. Ah, okay, yeah. It it started with like slight warnings, and then it it turned into this more like panicky mode. But um, what's interesting, I talked to like a friend of mine, Ilya from Russia. He he. He was uh, telling me about the situation there where basically the state makes you stay at home for a certain period. Yeah, like two weeks. Uh, two weeks of home period. So people start thinking if they have to cancel their flight and really change their plans on whether they are going somewhere else or not. Mm. So that, that is more authoritarian approach. But I don't know if that 
really helps or um at least in china it didn't really work out right so um they couldn't really con contain it yeah so but far. the problem with china is that the government was trying to hide the fact that there was something wrong before it was too late yeah nobody knows actually when it it started i think they said it started like shortly after christmas of december so like nah, i was i think it was november really oh, okay I remember, did you, yeah, John Oliver did a special on the coronavirus and he kind of covered um, a bit of it. I haven't watched John Oliver's take on that, no. One thing that he mentioned is that um, it's crazy that there was, um, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really bad with the details, but there was one cruise ship called, and now the, the name is losing, I'm like, I can't, it's the Starship, I think, or something like that, the Diamond uh, cruise ship. And um, they found out that somebody on that ship had coronavirus. And what they did is that, like, they pro they prohibited the cruise ship from docking, I think, on Japan. And what happened is that, basically, you have 700 people on a ship. Mm -hmm. And with when there's, like, coronavirus, like, in on the ship, yeah. basically, everybody got sick on that ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was just a whole vessel. So when they look at statistics of the different countries and how many um, people have been infected so far, there's like an entire, like an entire road just for that cruise ship because mm. of how, like how heavily it was affected by the spread. I think there are even several cruise ships. I heard also not about like a hotel in uh, the Canary Islands. So when there are a lot of people, small space, it tends to be, of course, a lot more dangerous because um, the infection can like spread pretty quickly. Today actually was the first case somebody in Germany died from Corona, mm. and he came back from Luxor, so like some resort in Egypt. Mm. Uh, so it was not in Asia. So um, well, at this point, yeah, it's, I don't think it's coming from Asia. I think it's coming from everybody else. Yeah, it can probably traverse everywhere like pretty fast. There are quite a few like issues that have been going on with um with like th this coronavirus. For one, yeah. Um the whole media making it everything everybody panic, everybody's trying to hoard toilet paper and resources. Um and then um and then, yeah, having to cancel trips, like I was supposed to go to Vienna last week, but then that had to end up being canceled just for the sake of, you know, you don't know if you're going to yeah. be locked down. Um, but also like there have like I'm I, I think we can only just like barely touch on this because it goes pretty deep. But there's been a, like a lot of racism towards Asians because of the virus, because people assume that um, that uh like Asian people in general are dirty and whatever and like less civilized. I think in the John Oliver special, he also covers this and how um, quite a few people have made some pretty racist remarks about the whole um, about the whole mm. um, spread of the virus and saying that it's like it was just an Asian thing. Um, so yeah, it's been a problem not just on the health scale, but it's also been on the panic scale, on a racial scale. And um, also just the fact that, yeah, like, so it's more, I think it's a very, what people also have to keep in mind is that the panic should not be more about, like, yourself getting infected if you're, like, a healthy person. Um, 
because it's very likely that anybody can get it. I think they said the infection rate has been about like 40 to 60 percent. Mm-hmm. But you have to keep in mind that if you are healthy, the, the symptoms will be very mild. And that's how that's the case for, I think, well, I can't remember. I think the number is like 82 yeah. percent. I believe that's what Dr. Mike said. And um, most people won't display really huge symptoms. What's dangerous is if people who are older or people who are sick um, get infected. And that's when it gets really dangerous because, um, yeah. So that's why I'm like, I'm really trying to be careful, not necessarily for myself, because I think if I do get sick with the coronavirus, mm-hmm. I think I'll personally be okay. Might be difficult because I do have problems with like asthma and such. But I think overall, I don't have too much to worry about. My biggest concern is like, who am I going to um, make sick? Yeah. And I think I think that has kind of put me in the sort of state where I've started to get a little bit par- like paranoid. Yeah. About um, like right now, I <laughs> I think because like I was dancing a lot, I feel a little bit like, ooh, kind of strange. And I'm starting to be like very paranoid of like, oh, am I just like feeling tired from yeah. the dance event or am I actually getting sick? And um, I'm like afraid to be around people because I don't want to either get sick or yeah. I don't want to make other people sick. Yeah, I think it's natural um, kind of turn t- uh, when you're faced with all these like media outrage and media coverage of, of the virus. I mean, every second report they say how often you got to clean your hands. And uh, I mean, we both clean our hands now on a, on a, a normal scale already, we right? Do. Yeah, and so now like... <laughs> when you touch like the um, the uh, the elevator button or you're just like yeah. on the, uh, I don't know, what whatever you touch, like... Yeah, uh, like trying door, to avoid touching door your knob or what Yeah, it's like you're really more aware. I really started to be much more aware how much, how often I really touch my yeah. face. Like there is also like subtle gestures, like you're just like scratching yourself a mm. bit but then like going through a note or yeah. but it's yeah it's it's getting really um paranoid a bit yeah true but yeah also my mom she's like she i'm also worried about her she has your weak, mom is someone that i really really worry about yeah she has very weak immune system she's taking uh immune suppressants yeah. so she's really in that high risk group mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Like, do you just stay home or, I don't know, like the, it, it, it's something really yeah. unknown territory for me. It's hard because you do, of course you don't want, you don't want yourself to be controlled by fear. But from what I have been hearing is to kind of go on with your everyday, like your day to day stuff, just be alert and just, um, I don't know, don't be careless about like, yeah, make sure that when you, like when we come home, we always make sure that we're washing our hands. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah like i think it was smart for my friend and i to cancel our trip to vienna because even if we did go i think we would always be a bit panicky the entire time because we're going there as tourists so when we're tourists we want to do touristy things which means being in crowds yeah yeah, sure yeah and this is also the time like the week where um like germany and austria and i think the netherlands as well started to kind of panic about yeah whether they should get buy all these resources and it's like i don't know it's also interesting to see how it's slowly been spreading so first it was in asia and then it's been moving um throughout europe and i think it's only now that it's starting to really affect the, yeah. the states and it's weird to see on, t- on twitter 
this kind of like delay before um, it's starting to reach <laughs> that part of the of uh, that part of the planet. Yeah, I, I'm laughing not because of that, but because we had this German, like the, the term German angst. Did you hear that before? Mm -hmm. Like Germans tend to be very anxious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, overreacting. Like Preca very precautious. Very precautious. Mm -hmm. And I think in a way it's true, but it now now it has also some like okay the negative. Um, stuff we already discussed like hoarding but um yeah i think oh what, what do you think do you think germans are like on average more like too precautious or no i think like, because now also in other countries people tend to freak out i think it's i think they're being i think germans can be precautious but it's not to the extent where it's full paranoia um it's obviously different compared like from coming from canada or like North America, or yeah, Canada, U.S., whereas people are a little bit less cautious about things. Yeah. Um, not to say that they're all careless, but it's just the difference in, in terms of, like, yeah, it's just different. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think, yeah, they're, it's not bad, though. It's one thing that happened that, let me say this again. <laughs> so I was talking to my friend who lives in Kentucky in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Hi, Foxy. Um, she. Um, hey, Fox. Foxy. Fox. Um, she. Uh, she works at um, like a kind of convenience store or grocery store, and they had to put a limit on how many like things of toilet paper they could buy because people were like really hoarding it, and they kept running out of stock. So now they've had to limit it to like one like package of toilet paper per person who comes in mm -hmm. because um i think i don't know i think germans are precautions in the sense that they um that they will buy stuff to kind of keep them them themselves safe but i don't think they overdo it but i've this okay this is just like a general stereotype but in the u.s where it's a very capitalist society i think every money everyone is kind of like each man for its own for like for his own yeah exactly so i feel like this hoarding mentality is even greater there of course like it's not like it's it's insane that that like everybody's doing it but i do think that germans are precautious but they're also a little bit more aware of the sort of of kind of protecting everybody mm -hmm. and i think that's i don't know Did you hear about the, the preppers? There's yeah. like a movement. It's been a while, also before Corona. Uh, like pre preppers, like for preparation. And they are kind of... like they're, they're different like groups, subgroups. I don't know. Like they want like in case of like uh, an emergency, like uh, oh, war. Yeah, yeah. They're also hoarding stuff. Like they, they, they put have like it a into bunker store, and stuff. Bunker stuff. Yeah. And... Um, like doomsday people. Doomsday, yeah. Doomers. Yeah. Not the Zoomers, the Doomers. <laughs> I don't think that's a real um, word. Is, it? <laughs> what? is that a real word? Doomers. Yeah, they call themselves Doomers. Really? Yeah. Um, they're even like survival guides. There's a famous uh, book about that. I, f I forgot the name. Like, how to survive the apocalypse. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. And they, they have like listing stuff like water cannons, what you need, like certain uh, types of um, grains, food, uh, fruits, like canned fruits, 
I've been going through this list just because it was interesting what, what you need. But some of them really building like um, pretty like luxury bunkers already. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy yeah, when you yeah. look at that. You've got like a whole... I don't know, like yeah, so you have like your own mansion for, underground. Yeah, mansion underground. <laughs> you can survive there, hands down, for I don't know, like three months or so without uh, uh, suffering from any like mm-hmm. uh, lack of food or or I don't know. It's 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 crazy. But here, I think in Europe that these groups like the uh, doomers or preppers, they also got more. Um, uh, also got bigger because I think during refugee crisis people tended to be a bit more about this I don't know like the the, the going through these scenarios and the the paranoia got already pretty high so I think yeah the 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 general tendencies towards like it, it's kind of almost I feel like people are waiting for something bad to happen and mm-hmm. now corona is that that big trigger where they, where they can test it Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's I, I don't yeah, I think people I don't know. I like I don't know. Maybe fo- people just kind of like find some sort of thrill in being prepared and stuff like this, but actually I don't know what my opinion is on this. <laughs> Maybe it's like an evolutionary thing again. Like we are, we are you want to be safe and you, you want to have a bunker. My father was also very paranoid about like w- whenever he lit a candle there was a bucket of water right next to it. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there is a thing that tells us to be prepared for for the worst, I think. Well, yeah, like you, you- I don't know. You can be either like all carpe diem and stuff, or you can seize the day, or you can not seize the day and live for YOLO. the yeah, live for the future. What's I, the dip for the opposite of YOLO? Well, if if this the opposite of YOLO, you wouldn't be saying anything. You'd be preparing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> it's like what? It's like how many Germans does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> Okay. Do you know that one? What's the answer? One. Because we're efficient and we don't like humor. <laughs> That's also a stereotype. <laughs> Says the German. Says the German. <laughs> Over efficiency and bunkering, hoarding, and making jokes. Cracking on German jokes. But I think, yeah, it's... Um, did it tell us something about our ourselves? I don't know. I think people who are um, preparing for this kind of doomsday thing is are maybe I don't know. I think they're they're always going to be varying degrees of how how much into the future you're looking into and how much you're worrying about. Um, I think people who are focused on like the sort of doomsday process, I think there's a part of them that also likes the sort of like planning, I like this concept of preparing yourself. But also, I guess it shows that they're just people who are who don't have faith in the future. Yeah, exactly. Like they're usually they they are pretty anxious, I would say. Yeah. Because they they prepare for the worst. And another aspect aspect could be that they've been through some like bad experiences, mm. so that I mean it's it's telling that mostly elderly people are more like preparing. I mean, if you're young 
and you haven't experienced any real setback of course like why would you care about the future you wouldn't start like hoarding stuff but if you just like came out of a, a conflict you're probably more prone for for hoarding mm, i guess so i wouldn't necessarily put like a direct relation on that though but I think it might influence you, but I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say that, like, oh yeah, if you've had setbacks, then you're definitely going to be planning for the future, or I don't know. I think people might react to their own life events differently. Yeah, it could could also be, but I, in general, I would say that, uh, especially like Germany with with its history of uh war being to also geographically being so much in the center of europe so like basically surrounded by other countries it's different than like the us and canada being cut off through the ocean i think mm -hmm. and there's this i think i mentioned it like a zillion times during the party like this geographical thesis of uh, Jared Diamond I I think still there is it's still valid mm -hmm. to a certain degree because like geography really shapes on how we are uh, how we behave mm -hmm. because if you're like if you're living on an island you definitely would probably behave differently than living somewhere like in a in a very narrow uh, or tiny country that is surrounded by other countries mm. So I think, yeah, just like in, in the case of Germany, that also plays uh, uh, plays a role in, in our behavior. Mm -hmm. And or, or do you think it's, it's crap? No, I don't know. I think people can easily be influenced by a lot of things. And it's hard to really pinpoint exactly what drives us to do something. Of course, there can be like correlations we yeah. can never really say that correlations causation but to have these kind of like theories i think there's nothing wrong with having that yeah it's it's just a one lens that you look through it like geography is is one thing mm -hmm. then there is like institutionalized uh behavior your uh, legal system like um that especially um i forgot the guy's name uh Robinson Achimolo here they write more about like institutions because if if there are no safe institutions countries cannot flourish because they cannot have innovation that's pretty mm -hmm. much that yeah the, fair uh, enough yeah um, that makes sense though and I think especially Germany before it was more like this panicky country because Uh, surrounded by countries that have colonies they wanted to colonize so I think there was a geographical component there was a, even that theory about like you need this Leben, it's called Lebensraum like you need right. to ex expansion and then you would be flourishing but now Europe we have European Union we have open borders um, that is um Of course, like in uh, a reaction to to uh, to our history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think I remembered. I can't remember if I've mentioned this before, but like I was looking up why so many Germans tend to pay with cash more than card. Mm -hmm. It's becoming more common to pay with card, but I believe like this kind of tendency to pay with cash has to do with one in part of the fact that a lot of um, like institutions don't really want to have to pay for this transaction of using um, credit card or debit card. But also it comes from um, what happened with the Great Depression when the stock market yeah. basically crashed and um, 
the Deutschmark became worthless, basically. Reichsmark. Reichsmark. Reichsmark? Deutschmark was later. Oh, okay. After the second what is it called? Reichsmark. How do you spell that? Reich, R-E-I-C-H-S-M-A-R-K. Reichs? Reichsmark. Reichs? Like Reich? Reich, yeah. Ah, okay. I was thinking of... Reichsmark. Reichsmark. Reichs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I got you to spell it, because I was like, are you spelling rice? <laughs> yeah. Didn't you see the rice terraces we have here? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's how they Germany. measure their currency. Okay, yeah. But like it became pretty much worthless overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could carry it around. Like people... I don't know. Like It was like one billion... Uh, Reichsmark was like I don't know now one euro or one dollar whatever when did the Deutsche, Deutsche Mark come out? Deutsche Mark was after the second world war mm-hmm. and it lasted till euro came oh okay I see because before they call it the Deutsche Reich the German Reich what, when did Germany what, wait because so like I'm asking because I'm just thinking of the vending machine that's at the at the place where we do, like, where we go for our, our, like, sports and training and stuff like that. Okay. And the machine there, it's, the sign is still outdated because it says that it accepts uh, Deutsche Mark. Yeah, this is, exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is after, before the Euro. It's Deutsche Mark. Yeah. So it's just, like, funny to see, like, such an old sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, I haven't ever seen any oh, for years. If, if you go to the um, the Kiamis, the fair, Kiamis, that was it called? The fair? The fair. Like, uh, 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 the fair, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and you play the those, like, little arcade games that they have there. Uh-huh. You can pay, like, one euro, or you can also pay one Deutsche Mark if you have one. Ah, okay. I still have some. Oh, you can still See how German I am. Yeah, yeah, you can play some games. And... By the way, in, in terms of hoarding, some a lot of Germans still have Deutsche Mark. I think the overall sum is in billions. I, if I'm not completely wrong, it's around f- two till four billion still mm. in in Deutsche Mark. Hmm, crazy. Probably not in Reichsmark though, <laughs> because that would be <laughs> like, like would Deutsche be- Mark. I think we became we in, introduced that in forty uh, nine. Mm-hmm. When Germany became uh, forty eight or forty nine, I'm not hundred percent sure. Mm. Germany became a state in forty nine. Um, anyway, so before, yeah, you had the the, the, the other uh, other currency, and yeah, people tend to do like bar barter barter exchange. You know that like changing mm. goods to goods. Oh, okay, okay, like yeah. services to goods. Mm-hmm. It's called like barter uh, barter trade trading barter and what would you like change like what in case you would have like no currency would be valid anymore how would you trade then mm. what would you trade mm. i don't know my body no i'm kidding i would <laughs> Tobias is just like putting his face in his palm. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I would. Ju- <laughs> I'm just thinking because like that's what happened a lot in um, post World War Two when it happened, the Americans. Yeah. Malaparty, right? Yeah, that's. That. Yeah. I was I was thinking of the, the skin, yeah. woman in Berlin that movie. Yeah, the, with, yeah. with Mina Haas. It's yeah, it happened. Yeah, it's not. That's what uh, I was thinking of. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I, I don't know what like it's kind of like what do I have to offer? I don't know. I think the best no, thing. Hypothetically, what would you, like? What would you say? Like, like not physical, like what you have here, but how would you change it? Like or trade it. Like physical or more services. Both. I don't know. Probably some something to do with like caretaking. Yeah, usually people they change or like, like either them. it's uh, or metal them. like gold silver or uh, chocolate like chocolate is a we have ge- so like, many Reese's pieces yeah like we got the Reese's pieces still and <laughs> well you do um, I can't eat them tobacco hmm. uh, alcohol usually they start trading alcohol yeah I don't have any of that <laughs> <But> <laughs> or um, okay resources that I have in abundance I have a lot of wires laying around wires you can like use cables. the copper mm-hmm. I have a lot of books that I haven't read <laughs> books maybe if the digitalization if maybe if it doesn't work we can change uh, we have enough books yeah we have a lot of books well yeah, you have a lot of books I have a lot of I books have, I have some books but not nearly as many as you do but you, if you have enough time like people would start reading again and then we can change uh, I don't know rare collection of Dostoevsky to I don't know They're not even like first editions. <laughs> no, you watch the show, you you know about the values of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a. I think I don't know. Like when we talk about, like it's still interesting to talk about like hoarding. What can happen? Like it's kind of like The Walking Dead. Like why right. are people in, interested in like doomsday stuff? But there is a thrill to it. I think it's like a survival thing. Like people always like even the bible has like apocalypse of mm. john stuff like that it was always there i yeah. think it's just like the matter is just like don't like the media shouldn't like make people paranoid yeah. i mean it's I think crazy one thing that also kind of like bothers me too is just that like i don't know like i guess it's people's way of like coping with it but i kind of like i feel like there are just so many jokes made about coronavirus really okay. yeah like on tiktok there oh yeah Yeah, I think making fun is also like a human reaction. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's how like, people cope with things. Yeah, it's true. But I just hope, yeah, it wouldn't spread as... Uh, so far, I think if you comp- it it will be a bit higher than a regular flu. flu. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, because there's no vaccine for it yet. Yeah, so so far no vaccine. But I... Um, yeah, I don't know. Whoever, like... I, I'm really surprised because I've been watching like some... like what they call mainstream media and before they said yeah okay this is like way too exaggerated like all the panicky mm-hmm. uh behavior but now it's really getting like closer and closer to God. like closer uh, to what like it's it's really like they said okay it's going to stay in italy and then across the borders mm-hmm. uh the alps uh, so to speak within like two days or so yeah the fact that like travel is so easy what is what makes it so hard for it to be controlled and the fact that like i said earlier the symptoms for people who are very healthy are very hard to detect so people who probably don't know that they're infected are infecting other people yeah 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 exactly that that, that's the the most scary thing about it um Yeah, but the, the the other scary thing probably is just like you cannot do a lot. Like you can wash your hands, mm-hmm. but you won't realize that uh, because that incubation period um, is um, a way you don't feel that, mm-hmm. right? So and then if you have the symptoms, 
Yeah. You're done. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make you. That's a bit grim. <laughs> <laughs> you're done, bro. <laughs> you just want you wanted to have your movie line movie moment. Ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to have a movie ending. Once in a while, I I need the the movie ending. Um, but yeah, don't just focus on us and what we have to say about the virus. If you are concerned, definitely look up what the CDC and the WHO are saying about it because those are the people who are professional. They know exactly what they're talking about. So I've tried you, to count how often you touch your face during the podcast. Thanks. It was around like 20 times. You're touching your face too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But also I'm kind of like, I'm less aware now because I'm at home. and. Yeah, okay, here's a safe space. Yep, so as far as we know. But yeah, thanks for listening everybody. So Thank you so much. Um, If you have any comments, write us on Discord, WhatsApp, Twitter, Instagram. I haven't been updating Instagram, but I'll try TikTok. to get into it. Not on TikTok. I don't have a TikTok account that you can write on. Um, we also have uh, Facebook. Did I say Facebook? Um, yes. Well, now I did. And all that things. All the things. Write us. Leave us a comment. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.